Open your windows for a breath of fresh air. WebmasterRadio.fm And hey, Mac, we're here for you too. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert. The story. Headline. The spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hello, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin, and welcome to this edition of Cover Story. And I'm very excited because we have with us uh, not only a part of the WebmasterRadio.fm family, she also happens to be a personal friend. Her name is Melanie Nayer, and you guys may know her from Life Tips. And if you haven't checked out Life Tips, the radio show... Um, there's something wrong with you people, and I know everyone listens to the show. You are all very smart people, so you need to be tuning in because it's back to back with me. So there's no reason to leave your desk after this show. Uh, continue on and listen to Life Tips. So Melanie is the editor for Life Tips, and uh, prior to that, Melanie was the web editor and content producer for the business section of Boston.com, one of the nation's largest online news sites and one of the coolest cities on this planet. Prior to her work online, Melanie was a business reporter for various national publications and worked as a Capitol Hill news correspondent in 2002. That's huge. With a background in legal, economic, political, business, and community reporting, I don't know how I'm going to be able to keep up a conversation with her, Melanie brings a diverse and unique knowledge base to the role of editor. You can find Melanie's published articles, which is very hard as we've discussed over these past several years to become a published author uh, in various publications including Fortune Magazine, Banker and Tradesman, American Lawyer Media, and the Boston Globe. Welcome, Melanie. Hi, Brandy. How are you? You make me sound so good. You are so good, baby. You are. You know, you know who really made you sound good? <laughs> was, you know, the, the boys tried to play a trick. I don't know if it was a trick on you or a trick on me. So they printed out your bio for me, which was great. This is already scaring me. No, no, no. Yes, it should totally scare you. <laughs> so I'm not going to go into detail on this. So I had your bio, and I brought it into my office, and I came back in the studio without your bio. And I was like, oh, look, they pr- how, how wonderful my staff is. They printed out another bio for me sitting in the studio waiting for me. And I thank God I glanced down at it before I started to read it out loud. Because it has all of your wonderful attributes in it. Mm-hmm. With embellishments of mm-hmm. um, perhaps where you could be seen in a previous life. Yeah, they're going to regret that later. Oh, yeah. I, you should so see this. I mm-hmm. blush because I thought, you know what? I am so, you know, it's the first day back from the holidays. <laughs> and I, I would have just read it because I read your bio and I would have just like read it without thinking about the words that I was reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. It was funny, actually. That's, that's funny. Put a little, put a little pep in my This step. is what happens when your staff goes on vacation, Brandy. <laughs> You're right. We come back a little ornery. Yeah. No, they're not ornery. They were just mm. playful because they love their mouth. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so let's talk, as you know, as you know, and I'm, I'm very glad that you're familiar with this radio show, we really cover all aspects of public relations relating to various publics. And you really have such a strong background understanding how government influences... 
um, you know, obviously influences policies, policies influence um, the marketplace, the marketplace influences products, the products, you know, and it goes on and on and on again. So we've got so many cool things that we have to talk about from a political standpoint or from an economic standpoint. And then, of course, you know, just really understanding, which I know you're going to continue on in uh, your next show, is understanding again, which is always so great, the perspective of how to pitch your story. Absolutely. How to be heard, how to become that breakaway brand. And if you are that breakaway brand, how to continue to, to maintain that market share. So what I'd like to do, if we could, is I gave a little bit of a bio, but let, let's talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about you. Ms. Oh, Maddie. great. <laughs> Just what you love to do. This is so much fun. <laughs> what can I tell you? Well, all right, so how did you get started in all of this? I mean, really, you've had such an interesting background that's encompassed. I mean, very laser-focused, but yet encompassed almost every aspect of journalism. How did you get interested in journalism? It's something that I was always interested in, and I started off as a, you know, as a business major and worked in business companies for a while as an analyst, and it just wasn't anything that excited me. So when I decided to go back to school, um, you know, to further my education, I went back to journalism because that was my first love, and it all kind of progressed from there, but because I had a business background prior to that, the focus of a lot of my journalism work was in business, Um, and as most people know, with business comes a lot of politics, so Mm -hmm. it fell into a political position, and from there it just went, um, you know, and over my time, I mean, obviously, the majority of the stuff that I do is is business, and what I do with Life Tips now is very business and web focused. Mm-hmm. But um, prior to that, it was always, um, you know, from a news perspective, and it's interesting because no matter what, there's always a business side to everything. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and that's and unfortunately or fortunately, that's what drives it. So, talk right. about capital. Let's, let's go to Capital Kill in two thousand and two. Mm. Well, you know, it was a very exciting time, and for somebody who's a reporter, you know, it couldn't have been better to be on Capitol Hill right after 9-11, and I know that that's a very horrible thing to say, but at the same respect, it's the time that you should be. You know, you finally have a way to get the news to your constituents and to your readers and to your listeners, and really that's what it's all about, and you want to make sure that they're getting the truth. And one of the first things you learn from a journalism perspective and from a PR perspective is to make sure that you give voice to the people who don't have one. And even from a PR perspective, that's something that you want to take forward and move on with um, for your own business because you're trying to get out what you're, you know, what, what do you want to say and how are you going to say it and who are your listeners? And in Capitol Hill, it was a perfect way to do that, um, especially right after 9-11. Okay, so give me some examples. I understand, you, were you freelancing at the time? Yep. Okay. Yep, it was, um, it was a, on a freelance basis. I had just finished my master's degree and I was up uh, Capitol Hill um, on a freelance basis through um, through Boston University, which, um, you know, they set up a lot of programs, but they were also able to send me to Washington to cover a lot of different aspects of Capitol Hill for Fortune and for a bunch of different uh, subsidiary newspapers back in New England. So anything from the Siemens um, conference in New Bedford mm-hmm. to, um, you know, CIA cases at the Senate House. You know, it just didn't matter. It was really whatever was going on was what I covered. Um, how did you traverse those waters? I mean, that's got to be a really scary place, Capitol Hill. I mean, how does one, you know, you're, you're given, which is great. You're there. You've got your credentials. Mm-hmm. How do you infiltrate that sort of... You don't I mean, have a choice. Old boys. I mean, that, I mean you know, boys. It, well, you don't... <laughs> there are a lot of ways you can do that, I suppose. Um, but 
really, when it comes down to it, you don't have a choice. If you're going to make it in the business and it goes for any business, then you have to just jump in feet first. And, you know, you get yourself wet and you make some mistakes and you learn from them and you keep trudging on oh, and God. eventually you learn the respect. Okay. So how do you, I mean, which makes it sound so easy, you jump in feet first. What does that mean? How do you get in there? Now, it's nice because you've got the credentials. You're there Right. Be, I mean, well, you know, you can't, there's only so much you can do without credentials, you know? Right. No, no, no. Which, which you have, the, what I'm saying is you have the credentials and you have the physical credentials that mm-hmm. allow you. But how, amongst the masses of people, do you go in and you extrapolate the information that's going to get you the story that's going to continue you freelancing, that's going to give the voice to the people that don't have the voice, or allow you, with that magnificent brain that you have, (laughs) to be able to assemble that information in a way that's sensational but yet accurate? You have to build a level of trust, Brandy, and that's mm-hmm. the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Whether it's in business, whether it's in journalism, whether it's in PR or media or whatever it is, if you do not establish a level of trust with your clients and your listeners, you're not going to get the information that you need, and you're not going to be successful in what you do. And I spent a lot of time really making networks and uh, talking to the right people and getting in the right doors and building a level of trust with any of these people before they even allowed me the information that I needed to build a story. Which is so very important because that's something we talk about here all the time. Yep. Trust. Truly. And it goes, it spans across all industries. Yes, it does. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And likable. And if you're likable, someone's more likely to do business with you if they like you more than someone else. <laughs> it's very true. I, I mean, you know, that's the raw reality. A lot of people don't like me. Oh, that, you know what? A lot of people in Washington do not want to do business with me. That's how it is. Okay, so why? I know that that is incredibly, I, I, it's, it's shocking. It's no, you know what? I'm I'm speechless here, and he's <laughs> blushing for you. Okay, so why do people not? I can't believe we're taking this turn here. Okay, so why? No, but why? it's true. You know, why? tenacity is a very oh, but, know, well, it's a female thing, right? But unfortunately, well, it's a very because, intimidating you know, thing. Well, because men men look at tenac- tenacity amongst other men. He's a go getter, right? You know, it's intimidating when it if, comes if, from a woman. If you're going to stereotype, absolutely, it's intimidating, and she gets boxed into that overly mundane categorization of. Bitch. Right. We don't like the word bitch. Bitch is boring. Bitch is mundane. But it's absolutely true. So, but but you did get through. Let's talk about some of the stories that you did get through, through some of your, let, 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 let's sort of like um, re-engineer this. So you go in. How did you choose the people that you found would be best to align yourself with so that you could, you could get the inside scoop, get the stories, and really get a byline in, you know, great magazines like Fortune? Well, it all starts with what are, you, what are you covering? And once you have the topic that you're covering or once you know the story that you want to pitch, then you find the key players for that story and you get to them and you introduce yourself and you walk through the halls with them and you follow them around and you get to know their aides and you get to know their assistants and you get to know their cohorts and eventually you know your name becomes more familiar and more synonymous with your own reputation that you've built which is and bitch? people no, just like bitch. I'm so sorry. right I'm so sorry no 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 i hear you but you but you, we'll edit that part i just i'm so sorry um but 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 true. Uh, oh, okay. But that's but that's exactly it. Is, is so really understanding your target, and then ingratiating yourself with a very specific group of people so that you can create a trust factor with them. Right. So and once you, you build that trust factor with a core group of people, then that's going to extend out. Mm-hmm. And from there, you'll be given information prior, perhaps, to someone else, and then you can do with that. Inf- you know, then you you get your your stories where they need to be placed, which are some really good media outlets. What's, like, your most exciting, like, win on Capitol Hill, if you will? 
<laughs> oh my gosh, that's 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 a good question. I have to think about that. Can I think about that? You can. Would you like me to continue, or do you want to give want me to give you a moment to? Actually, you know what? This is a perfect time. You think, and we'll pay a little homage to our awesome advertisers. We'll be right oh, great back. idea. We'll be right back with our featured guest, Melanie Nair. Stick around. Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearch searchmedia.com today. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at revenuedirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With Revenue Direct's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at revenuedirect.com. It's that easy. Revenue Direct. Make more money. Period. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Don't get caught in a web of confusion. Learn the ropes on webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babbitt. I'm very pleased to uh, bring back our featured guest today, which is Melanie Nair, who's, uh, my goodness... Very young, but illustrious <laughs> career. Very young. Can I say it again? Young and sexy and hot. And her career was um, much sexier than that cough that she has. That's, that that cough does not stay with her, folks. It's just visiting rent-free <laughs> right now. Um, my goodness. Her, uh, her career has spanned from Capitol Hills to Fortune Magazine to Boston.com. And now, as a hostess on WebmasterRadio.fm, welcome back the very... Venerable, very sexy, very hot, very loquacious, <laughs> Melanie Nayer. Oh, nice SAT word. Thank you very much. Thank you. You are loquacious. It feels good in the mouth if you say it, loquacious. Loquacious. Doesn't that feel good in the mouth? It's different. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so I gave you a moment to think. The question prior to the break was, what was Melanie's biggest win on Capitol Hill? Yeah. That's a good question, Brandy. What was my what was my biggest win on Capitol Hill? I think the you know I I think the biggest thing for for me personally was 
you know, very few people get to cover some really historical stories. Mm-hmm. And one of the stories that I was fortunate enough to get thrown into was um, from a case that was actually back in 1965 and came to fruition in 2002. Um, and it was part of a whole FBI um, mafia cover-up investigation. And nobody had any idea that it was going to build up to the level that it did. And, um, you know, 1965 was a very interesting time in mm-hmm. You know, in, in, from a presidential standpoint as well as from a government standpoint. And, um, you know, there were a lot of things going on, and I was thrown into a case that I did not know a thing about, and I lost months of sleep over it. But it turned out to be a very influential uh, situation, um, something that certainly changed the way I worked and thought and something that was very interesting for readers and, and helped innocent people kind of re- reclaim their lives. Okay, can you expound on that? Oh, there was a... Um, <laughs> yeah, I suppose I can. I'm like, good, um, it was very mysterious, you know. Oh, <laughs> no, there was a, a case back in 1965, and uh, I'm kind of fuzzy on the details because it's been a few years mm-hmm. since I've done gone back to review all of this, but, uh, you know, b- back in the day, mafia informants were very much a part of the, um, you know, the, the FBI mm-hmm, organization. Absolutely. And um, oh, as it turned... Not to mention, um, right... Yes, they were. And, and, and Mafia was also aligned to our government in many ways. In many in ways. And you know, they were a very influential part of, of private life. Um, and in, in one particular case, um, um, uh, there was an informant who had uh, given some information, and I truly do not remember the details of it off the top of my head, but he uh, gave some information back to the... Uh, to the 60s era, if you will, and in return for that information, four people went to jail um, for a crime that they didn't commit. Now, whether or not they committed other crimes that they could be jailed for is certainly up for debate, but uh, for what they were imprisoned for was not the crime that they committed. Mm-hmm. And um, some poor FBI intern back in uh, 1999 found some files that were misplaced in uh, some file cabinets that showed the innocence of these four men, uh, and they were brought... Imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. But, you know, it's a really interesting thing. I mean, it's kind of going back into the archives of history and, and looking at pieces of paper that, um, you know, you read about in your history books, but you never thought you'd really see in front of you. And it's a very eye-opening experience, and it's probably even more eye-opening when you're sitting on Capitol Hill doing it. Well, and everyone's trying to not only maybe write things, but they also have to traverse those waters because basically they're sitting in hot water right now. You're sitting in hot water, right. You know, and it's it, reporters and PR people. I mean, everybody was sort of just, you know, everybody was walking really thin ice. What do you report? You and know? this guy's been in jail since 1965? The Three of them. Four of them, actually. Of them, One of them had died. Um, so, you know, it's very, they lost 33 years of their life. That's horrible because, I mean, not to, not to sound awful, but I'm very glad because I was way before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how are you? So how how do you consider this to be your biggest win? And what was your involvement in breaking the story? Well, you know, it, from a biggest win perspective, you know, it, it was really a personal thing because if you can get through that, you can get through just about any story. Um, you know, it taught me to be very trusting, but also very guarded and diplomatic. Things, you know, and mm-hmm. very diplomatic. I mean, mm-hmm. think about the things that you have to write. Um, and, and the verbiage for not being sued. Absolutely. absolutely. You know, it was a, it was a 
very big eye-opening and educational experience. And, you know, one wrong word or, like you said, and, and my entire career was down the tubes. Wow. So uh, this is, I mean, so that's, you, everyone listening, take stock in this. Because whether it's Capitol Hill or it's otherwise, I mean, the written word, especially, especially when you're doing business on the web, you know, it's one thing, the written word, as we just now found out, you know, 1965 files can be misplaced for 33 years. But you place some verbiage out on the Internet, and it is out there. And if you don't... Forever. Forever. And ever. And, and pictures, even. <laughs> as you well know. As I well know. We're just, we're laughing. It's, it's a silly, it's actually a picture of Melanie, which is lovely on Capitol Hill. Yeah, speaking of doing research, Webmaster Radio Team, my God. Yes. You guys could investigate Capitol Hill. Yes, we could. Thank you very much with your help. Yeah. Um, however. Very few people can find me, but you guys did it. Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of us too. I'm proud of you. It was Each us and, and every Mr. one of Int- you. It was us and Edel. <laughs> uh, us and Edel. He helped. Oh, do you, oh God! I just called him Edel on air. <laughs> it's better than calling him the cooler. <laughs> it's a whole other set of topics. Anyway, all right. Back to the back to the topic at hand. As I sit across from him, um, but it's true. So really, people focus and remember that when you put something in print. Uh, whether it, it stays. Be, it's, yeah, it stays. And you can't, you can't call it back. So be very careful how you posture, how you position, how you pen. Because um, it's a one-dimensional media. And, it can and be- I think you bring up a really good point, Brandy, because the, the, what, if you don't watch carefully, you're going to go right into crisis control. And nobody wants to be dealing with that. No, and crisis control today is a lot different than crisis control, you know, 10 years used to Absolutely. be. Absolutely. They make you now be humble and go, ha, I really screwed up and I'm really sorry. And, you know, here, let me open up my cloak to you. Where before it was, how fast can we sweep things under the rug and make everything look pretty and nice? Not anymore. No. So unless you're willing to really be humble and, you know, it bleeds, it leads, stop the bleeding. You know, take care of the victims, if God forbid they're victims in this scenario, and, um, and then and make admission to what it is that, that, that you've done wrong, and then make plans going forward so that these things don't happen again. Be very, very careful what it is that you put out there and how it may affect you not only today, but yet into your tomorrows. Good advice, Brandy. Thank you very much. I try. <laughs> you do a great job. Also, you do a great job. <laughs> anyway, so now you go from Capitol Hill, which is, so you were there for, for a year? Six months. Six months. In six months, you were able to gain the confidence and trust of so many people. That's just the person I am, Brandy. No, it really is. I mean, because I have to say. <laughs> I have no idea what to say to that. I, I really have no idea. So, what, what, all right, so some tips for people. I mean, you go. You go 24 hours a day. What are you going to do? Yeah, but you either me, succeed or you fail, you know? No, no, you don't know. No, no, the listeners don't know. So what I want to know is this, okay? Because I'm going to tell you my perception of Melanie to an extent. Oh, for God's sake. You know, I'm just saying. Melanie does do a really good job in ingratiating herself with people. She absolutely pays attention to little details. So, and I'm not saying this just to... Um, Oh, nice I'm paying you. you. You can tell them. No, I'm not. You're not paying me, so shush. I'm saying this for the listening audience so you guys get a gander because sometimes we, we lose sight of things. You, you do a great job of listening to the little things of what's going on with people so that you can enroll people in things that you're doing so that you can reach out and help people in maybe areas that they lack where it's not so difficult for you. And by doing that, you gain their trust, you alleviate stress, and you create an alignment. 
which is one that is is strong going forward. You know, it's a quid pro quo. You you create a great um, scenario for outside of your outstanding personality and being charming and all that good stuff. But 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 a great alignment for quid pro quo, which I think people don't realize. What you give out is what you get back. I'm going to call you every day so you can just kind of repeat this. No, but this is great. This is a nice little boost. No, but it's true, <laughs> and I think that people don't realize that. Well, you know, you know like, what? It comes with aligning yourself with good people, and that's for any business. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't align yourself with good people, then it's not going to work for you. Right, like Microsoft. Like Longer. Microsoft? <laughs> yeah, like Microsoft. <laughs> like Bill Gates, you know, surrounded himself with some people that made sure that he... <laughs> so came. out of left field. I wasn't... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just compared you to Bill Gates. Isn't that nice? That's great. Thank you very much. Without without the freckles. <laughs> and a couple of other features. A couple right. other things, but okay. All right. <laughs> but okay. The house on the mountainside. And so, um, and the dubious wife. I'm so sorry. Did I just say that on the air? Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. So, but, but that's, but that's like a huge point that for six, six months you were able to get in, infiltrate what is truly a good old boys group. They're, they're rushing at a million miles an hour. And you know what? Like you are just not an important factor at that moment in time, but you ingratiated yourself to the point where you were an important factor. You elicited what you needed, but from a trusted standpoint. Yes. That's important. Like, I really think that's important for the listening audience to get and to realize that in a very short period of time, you can get that. I mean, that's something that's like naturally inherent to you. But if it's not naturally inherent to someone, that's that's like, I think, really important things for you to work on. You know, your interpersonal skills, ingratiating yourself with the right people, not being fake, being true. Right. You know, but understanding like, you know, big know your boundaries, you know, that's such a huge point. Just know your boundaries. Right. And know that you're doing things for the right reason. What you give out is what you get back. And if you believe in what you're doing, then you're really going to make the best of it. And it's going to work for you. Oh, yes. Because the year 2007 is being deemed the year of passion. It is. And, you know, happiness breeds happiness. Passion breeds passion. And if someone someone can, I I believe, glean that from you, they're going to want to help you. This girl's pumped. She's amped. She's there. Did you feel that way? Did I feel that way? That people responded to you because of your enthusiasm, because of your passion? I suppose in some cases, but I think it was also because they wanted me to go away. You know, sometimes you do, I mean, it really, it sounds horrible, but sometimes you just need to deal with something so that you, you get it away, and then they realize after the fact that it was worth giving the information to. Which is awesome. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about being a pain in the ass. You know, I mean, but like, seriously, be realistic, yeah, really. right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. You come across a lot of people in your job that are just at the end of the day, a pain in the ass, but you have to deal with them and you make a point to deal with them because you need to get them off your plate and move on to the next person. But a lot of times it comes back around and you realize that you actually made a good investment by talking to that person and that their tenacity. Uh-huh, I was going to say that. I was going to use your word. Yep. See, but it's because of their tenacity. You know, they reached out to you and their tenacity might have made them a pain in the ass to begin with, but... It worked to your benefit and also to theirs. They got what they wanted and you ended up with somebody on your side. Okay, so now this is interesting. I think this is a good segue to move from Capitol Hill into, let's call it, traditional journalism. Sure. Because I agree with you. Yes, the people that call me constantly who aren't, who aren't like assholes but are just like, hi, Brandy, I really like to do business with you. Hi, Brandy, what can I do? You know what I mean? Right. And like they're really not on my priority list 
of of people to do maybe business with or I mean, you know, like you know me, I prioritize things down to the second. Absolutely. So unless you're on my top three, mm-hmm. it's very hard for me to focus on you. But when I find that people have you know, like they have that tenacity, they've got that, I want to be able to take care of them because you know what, A, I'm not gonna get the, they're not going away. And B, good for them. Right. They keep calling me, and they're p- being polite about it. They're not being jerks. They're not being, they're not um, offensive. So I think that creating a hard outer shell mm-hmm. and understanding that someone's not rejecting you, it's just that we all have so much going on in our lives, it's hard to fit everything in. But if you keep it up, you may get that one lucky day that you get what you need from them. So keep it up if they're, if, if they're where you need to get to. Absolutely. Okay. So now let's switch hats a little bit. Oh, please. Okay. So now we're on Capitol Hill. Now we go into, um, let's say, something like uh, traditional, like Boston Globe. Sure. Okay. And Boston.com, where, you, you're, you know, reporters are only email me. If you Absolutely. Don't, if you don't know who I am, do not pitch me a story. <laughs> we're a tough crowd. <laughs> right? Who have very set, you know, they've got deadlines, they've got parameters on how they want to be communicated with. Um, how, how, what was the biggest differentiation between moving from Capitol Hill into, you know, what, like, let's say more, um, mainstream mainstream journalism. journalism. Well, I mean, the biggest, the biggest difference was obviously that I wasn't running around trying to get the story. People were bringing it to me, uh, and pitching me stories. Um, you know, from a PR perspective and a community perspective, you know, everything is important. So the tables turned in that where instead of you know, where I was running around Washington digging up information for the story that I wanted to cover that I felt was important, the tables were turned, and now I'm working for a daily paper, and people are pitching me stories every day, and you have to make sure that you're going to cover the most important story for your readers, mm-hmm. both online and in print. So who, what company or, or cause did you give the biggest win to and why? Well, I was I was mainly on the business side, mm-hmm. um, you know. So my my stories were very heavily focused, um, to obviously to the business sector. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was with the Globe, one of the biggest stories was the Bank of America and Fleet Bank merger, where Bank of America be- basically took over pretty much all of the New England banking industry. Um, and it was a huge it was it's a huge event up here. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners don't you know they may or may not be familiar with it, but it it got a lot of attention and, you know, it was a very important thing, not only for the community, but also for the business industry. Right, of course, of course. Um, and, you know, what came with that was good news and bad news. So they kind of got burned, but they also got a lot of press. Now, how did you handle it differently than, let's say, uh, like, so we're talking about Boston, then, you know, than the Herald or, sure. you, know, you know, some of the other um, mainstream newspapers? Mm, I don't know. That's a good question. I really, I mean, you know, I, I don't read the other, I don't read what other people were writing about before my story prints, because otherwise it's kind of influential. You know, I, I don't want to know what the other reporter is doing because it's going to influence what I'm doing. Um, so I have to take it and run with it and, you know, kind of, you, you, you keep the story to yourself and hope that you come up with an angle that's much better. But, you know, you, you know your audience. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, t- so talk to me about the audience over at the Boston Globe. Well... It's a big paper with a big audience. It's a big paper with a really, <laughs> yes, really big audience. <laughs> what but, is you know, the I mean, everything I did was different. I mean, at Boston.com, when I was running the business side, you know, it was very much like the, you know, 
busy executives who needed their business news immediately and informatively, and we just got it in there. You know, you get it up and you get it going and you get them the most important information of the day and you get it up there now. Um, when I was writing for The Globe, my stories were a little bit more lighter, um, kind of a little bit more fluffier, if you will. I wrote a, a basically a shopping column for the business section that encouraged readers to spend their money wisely by offering shopping tips on various different topics. And, you know, it was a Sunday, Sunday column, so it was a more leisurely aspect. And, you know, you learn, you learn your audience and you learn what they like. And, and the difference between the two, online versus print, is very dramatic. Did you like that? And, and, Loved and it. How did you make the – I mean, that's, that's like you went from hardcore, high pressure to – I mean, fluff. I don't mean to be rude. No, I mean, it's, it's not rude. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's informational, but it's not news-breaking. Right. I mean, you you were there to make people's lives easier sure. and better, especially in their fast, busy-paced lives, which is right. terrific. And you had a plethora of stuff to choose from. So it was you being, you know, having smart business acumen, choosing the things that, to put in front of them that would keep their allegiance to the globe mm-hmm. versus another publication and make their, you know. So I think that's terrific. How did you approach that? Like, I mean, how did you, how did you, how did you change? It's two completely different worlds. You just have yeah. to separate, you know, I just separated it. There's nothing you can, you know, it's like by day you're online and by night I'm writing the column for print. And it's just the way that it works. What do you like better? I don't have a preference. I really don't. You know, the bottom line is that every, you know, everything is moving online. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at the end of the day, people get their news online. So whatever you write down has got to be good and it has to be informational. And to our point earlier, the written word is is worth gold right now online. Um, you know, so it, it, that's the only way that you're going to make an impact on your readers. Um, I come from a print age. You know, I there's, I love sitting down with the newspaper. Mm-hmm. But, but and a cup of coffee and a cup of coffee, right? Morning, you know, but absolutely. That's my generation, and <laughs> it's a very you know it's very different than today. And speaking about your generation, which <sighs> is the new generation. Uh, we will be right back after this commercial break. Stick around. Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. Know how to get the best return on your advertising dollar? Clicksore.com. Yeah, ever since we began marketing with more precise content, target technology from Clicksore.com, we've seen a huge jump in visitors converting to buyers for just over one-third of a cent per view. To get over 300 categories, unlimited keywords and ad placement on over 100,000 sites, click on Clicksore.com today. That's ClickSOR.com. Your bottom line will thank you. Clicksore.com. Delivers where it matters for you. Are your ads managing you? Tired of click fraud and little or no ROI on your pay-per-click search ads? Take control. Reduce your costs and gain valuable traffic with effective flat fee featured listings on over 245 search engines and web directories from the ISEDN.org, the independent search engine and directory network. Now free yourself from click fraud, bidding, and hassles with low-cost top 10 exposure for less than $4 a month from ISEDN. So visit ISEDN.org today and discover how easy it is maximizing your company's online revenue stream with affordable search engine and directory flat fee ads from the isedn.org generating buzz for your company is essential and now easier than ever with paper post 
the consumer-generated advertising network. Our powerful network of bloggers at PaperPost will creatively expose your product or service through original link-generated ads and embedding video or audio on their sites. Launch your viral marketing campaigns with confidence and enjoy increased traffic with higher conversion rates only through PaperPost. Visit PaperPost.com and join the revolution. Viva la revolution! Are you getting the most out of your online advertising? Now get more from your media spend with superior real-time targeting and creative optimization technology. Get more now from Casali Media. Casali Media. Save big as Casali Media's ad experts place your premium campaigns across the web's hottest properties at the most competitive rates. Want more? Get, get more. Visit casalimedia.com slash more to request your media kit. Casali Media. Advertising online is better here. Casali Media. Best of the Web, the Internet's oldest directory, EOTW.org, since 1994. Our editors scour the web, finding quality sites, providing users with spam-free resources, relevant information from valuable sites. Submit your site now for a guaranteed review in three days or less. For webmasters needing additional exposure, check out our 60-day free trial on category sponsorships. 60 days free advertising. No kidding. And don't forget the Best of the Web's reseller program with the industry's highest commissions, 25 percent recurring commission on all products and services bloggers make sure to check out the botw blog directory and the recently launched volunteer editor program to help build the best blog resource on the web commercials off now back to cover story we're reserving a headline for you only on webmaster radio.fm here's your host Hi, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin. I'm very glad to have back with me Melanie Nayer, who is the editor over at Life Tips and part of the WebmasterRadio.fm family as a show My host. My favorite family. Yay. The family you can choose. It's so true. Your operational family, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this, is, this has been And fun. slightly less dysfunctional than my own. No. <laughs> yeah, you know, it always seems to work out that way for Doesn't some it? reason. It really Slightly. does. Well, you know, talking about generations, this is a little off topic, but it, but it is true. I think our generation is a generation yeah. that does choose to have, you know, we didn't get married out of college. Right. We didn't get married out of high school, God forbid. Um, we developed really great friendships with people that turned into family-type relationships, and we got what we needed from our friends Versus our families and created this really cool network of people that, you know, like, we do, like friends, like the TV right. show Friends or The Big Chill or, uh, I'm not, you know, that was way before my generation as well. <laughs> but, you know, that, but that's what the world is, is about, is about, you know, I think my biggest tip to anyone listening right now, uh, because we're actually discussing this during break, is treat people the way that you want to be treated. And if you tell someone that you're family and, and you're not blood related to them, that means that you're there, you've got their back, and that you're on board. And if you choose to uh, not do that and, and be unscrupulous in your behaviors, may you reap, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? The consequences? Yeah, may you reap the consequences <laughs> that are due you for being a bad there person. There you go. No bad people. That was, that was my biggest uh, uh, 2004 thing was I'm not doing business with anyone I don't like. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty much... How many people did that weed out, Bran? I'm sorry? How many people did you have to weed out? 
actually, at the time, it was one client. Good. One client, he was paying us the least amount of money, and he was the biggest pain in the ass. Well, you know what? Get rid of him. No, we did. No, no, this is 2004. We said, see ya. Bye-bye. You know what? Here's some stuff. We did a little extra for you so you can, you know, you can move on your merry way. (laughs) Because you are just not a nice person, and we don't want to be aligned with you. Maybe you should work on your, like, chakras or something and come back when you get yourself perfectly aligned. We've tried to align you, and um, perhaps a chiropractor could, you know, intervene. (laughs) I don't know. So, all right, back to the topic at hand. I don't hopefully end up on the cutting room floor. Um, back to the topic at hand. You know, so, yes, how, do you, what do you think the, that, you know, like tangible print, do you think that will ever go away? Do you see I that diminishing? I hope not. Wouldn't that be sad? It would. Some people like, call it progress. Like, would really, really upset me. That would upset me. Well, because you're tactile. It's nice to be tactile. It's about this whole convergence thing. Isn't there just something so lovely, though, about waking up on a Sunday morning with the paper? Oh, yeah. You know, like, who wants to wake up Sunday morning and go online? I don't. No, because that's what you do. See, to me, that denotes what you do every day, you know, during the week. Having that paper and you can, it's tactile. You can touch it. You can feel it. It's not vaporware. Not that business on the internet, I can see everyone yelling at me. This is true. Let's Uh make that point very clear. (laughs) Very good point. I can see the Brandy Hay mail coming in now. Right. All of a sudden, my life tips get shut. No. (laughs) But there is something very, like, because it's tangible. There's something very reassuring. And it's unfortunate that now it's sort of maneuvered itself to Sunday mornings versus Monday through Friday. Plus, the comics are just not as fun online. I mean, seriously. Well, and you can't get silly putty and then, you know, take the images and off. And put it on there. Right. <laughs> I don't want to do the crossword puzzle online. I want, you know, I want to take the pencil out and be able to erase everything. It's so much more fun. So, yeah, this is very true. This is very true. So I hopefully that won't diminish. And it's interesting. Just like they said with regular radio, you know, that traditional radio was dead. And I think that it actually went up 5%. Right. And I think that there's a place for everything because everyone is so different. So because of our differences, it'll always be an outlet for people to get what they need, when they want it, and how they want it. But you know what I think, Brandy? I think that a lot of people still view print as something that, you know, like you, can, like you said, it's tactile. You can hold on to it. Where mm-hmm. when you want to do a story online, people assume it's going to be gone in five minutes, so they don't want to give you that attention. Right. You know, like when you're pitching a story, like it's more exciting for them if they know they're going to be in the New York Times on Monday than if they're going to be on the New York Times website because it's like once you're on the website you're off 30 minutes later because you're replaced by another story. Right, although you're still in their archives and you're still, right, but it's like it's not visual enough. And I think that's such a huge misconception. You know, from a PR perspective, you want to be online. That's how people are going to continue to find you. Well, exactly, because when they when they when they put you into I'm not going to go for one particular search engine but whatever but when they but when you when you when you do search for a company online yes you're 100% right if you make it into their online publication it is much easier for them to find you it has extra credibility voila if there's any questions on whether or not they're going to do business with you bam there's some extra proof third party endorsement that's what it's all about it's not me beating see the deal is this a lot of times, I think the reason why people do, or most of the reason why, you know, we've got a phenomenal lineup of show hosts. And the reason why people do shows with us, and they don't just go off and do it on their own, is because if you do a show on your own, it's like you're beating your own chest. Right. But if, you, if you're able to hold hands with some of the world's finest business people, 
and you are sharing in each other's personal platforms and you're you're sharing with a group of people that have a, a myriad of interests and and levels of orientation to the business world then you've done something that not only contributes to the world around you but that also gives you um what's the word i'm looking for also gives you better credentials because you're not being self-serving at that point. What you're doing is you're contributing. And when you're contributing, it's almost like a third-party endorsement. You know, it goes back to that third-party endorsement, mm-hmm. which leads people down the path to doing business with you. Sure. Is my opinion. I think it's a very good opinion, and I fully agree with you. Yay. I love how she fully agrees with me. We give her these fully agree with you pills mm-hmm. before we get on the call. <laughs> <laughs> And all she says is, I, I fully agree with you. I fully agree with you. you. I fully agree with I you. I concur. I concur. I, all I want is that. You're and, right. Yes, yes, yes. Push button, insert here. All I want is an as you wish. As you wish. Uh, I love that. Wouldn't that be nice? Actually, yeah. I did have that. This is a little aside. But when I was in Greece, my uncle hooked us up with um, one of his friend's sons. And I don't think he knew pretty that English that well, but just enough to get by. And everything I said to him was, as you wish. As you wish. And I would just ask him a million questions because all I wanted to hear him say was, as you wish. <laughs> it's a lovely statement. It is. As long as it it's is. backed up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Got to back it up with the goods. Make sure it's valid. Yeah. So tell us about, you are currently writing a very fun column. <laughs> Can we talk about that or no? Sure. Do you mind? No. No, I, I don't it. mind. Okay. So there's Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> And then there's Melanie Nair. <laughs> I personally prefer um, the 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 lovely uh, the lovely tones of of Melanie Nair. Um, you write like a. Sex- I'm not nearly as racy as Sarah Jessica Parker was, though. No, but you give really good information. You you have a Sex in the City esque column. That Say it again. A sex in the city esque tone. Call. Let's go with tone. Tone. Because no, I'm not writing about sex. No, 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 no. Right, but sex in the city. Right. Well, she was always writing about sex, was she? No. No. Okay. So Relationship. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk. Okay. Oh, you're gonna sing on. This. I yeah. love that. <laughs> I only do it for the guys so they can like put together something and mean about me later. <laughs> 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 These are a bad promo for Brandy. Um, no, okay, so but right now you're currently doing something that is it's 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 a relationship column. Yeah, you could say that. Okay. I mean, the, the column is it's, it's a trend column. Um, whether we're talking about relationships or we're talking about um, I don't know, lipstick tips, you know, like it just it depends on what's going on in the world. We try to keep it as as um, close to topic as today as we possibly can. Um, and, of course, it works in conjunction with Life Tips. little side promo there. Yay. We love Life yeah. Tips. Well, right? it, is, it is a Life Tips column. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, it's a, it's a tips column that I write for the Globe twice a month that, um, you know, we talk about really whatever we can, you know, whatever is important. And sometimes it's just my own information and sometimes it comes from people that we interview celebrity interviews and so on and so forth so any great ideas brandy what do you want to talk about what do you want me to write about you're so cute uh goodness i just think it's important about uh, i um it's a new year i would love to see um some columns on 
how people, you know, can gain more confidence and go after the things that are really important for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I was going to do? I was going to do what to do after you've broken your New Year's resolutions within the first three weeks. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, let's be realistic. Who doesn't? Oh, my God. It's so stupid. Right. Right. Okay. So now what do you do? Right. Well, well then you feel like shit. Right. Don't feel like shit. Let's like, keep going. Okay. You know, like, we're going to keep, you're going to be okay. Just because you broke your resolution in three weeks does not mean the end of, does that mean the year has gone to shit and you have to start over again? Well, no. And it also means, too, that you were being unrealistic with what it was that you had the capacity to take on. <laughs> exactly. Right. Time to reformulate. Yeah, it's time to take a step back, if anything, as a positive thing, because it allows you to really be honest with yourself, which is a really difficult thing to do. Sometimes it's very difficult to be honest with yourself. So, Absolutely. You know, because you've got all of these things, you know, people telling you what it is that you should want, society telling you what it is that you should want, that little voice in your head telling you what it is that you should want. <laughs> right. Versus what it is that you really want. So right. you make these New Year's resolutions based on what you think you want. Well, now when you start trying to... Um, you know, live by those. If they don't work, investigate. You're right. So what do you do after you've broken those New Year's resolutions? I think that's great. That's a great column. I can't wait to read it. Well, thank you. You are, I'll let you know when that comes out. I am so excited. So you know what? I think what I'm going to do, um, I know on coming up next on Life Tips, mm. I know you guys are going to be focusing on some of the best and worst PR schemes of uh, 2006. Yes, we are. It's going to be great. We're going to take a look at all of the, uh, you know, sort of the, the bloopers and blunders and the, the awesome PR campaigns also that, that happened last year. We've got a great PR professional coming on, and we're also going to talk much to the, the delight of Cover Story listeners um, about pitching the, pitching the press, mm-hmm. you know, from a PR perspective. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Which is so very important. So everyone, stay tuned. Miss Melanie is not going away. For those of you that didn't get to know her, uh, who haven't gotten to know her on a more <laughs> personal level, I think hopefully uh, we've opened those doors to you. And everyone, stand by. We're going to give Melanie a, a few minutes break, and we'll be going right into life tips. And Melanie, thank you so much for being Thanks, our future Brandy. guest. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.